Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Yo, Aries. Yo, what's happening? Man, just another day, not together again. Every time I get out, they pull me back in. <laughs> we just want to give a big shout out to all of our podcast listeners and to our new uh, our, our new supplier of our goods, our wares. Hit yeah, we got some. We got some other dealers now. We got cats. We got we got foot soldiers. Yeah, we got we got people administering our. Kokana on the streets. <laughs> Blue Magic. Hits 101. What's happening? So uh thanks for joining us in too, guys. So we got it. We got we're we're up in our audience. There, there we go. Um folks, um pardon me if I slide in and out of depression on this podcast because the one thing I thought we were done doing and would never have to go back to again is this fucking god-awful Andy sounds clear I sound like I'm in the witness protection program podcast uh, but this COVID thing is taking a chunk out of everybody's dicks so here we go until Andy and I are back on the road again which the good news is once you hear this this Wednesday tomorrow right Yeah, we'll be back uh, together Thursday in St. Louis so we'll we'll try to bang out some bangers for you on back to the uh, clean and fresh sound. Yeah, uh, you know uh, my boy Paul Verzi. He is uh, he named his tour the Hope It Happens or If It Happens tour. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, because he couldn't take the name. You you already you already um, copyrighted the name uh, the COVID tour. The my co- tour. Yeah, the COVID tour. Aries Spears, the COVID tour. Because Aries was getting booked to go to every place that everybody was falling down at. Back to back to back. What, what was it? It was uh, Houston. It was Dallas, Houston. It was Dallas, Houston. Then it was supposed to be what? What, what was after that? Uh, it was supposed to be uh, West Palm. West Palm Beach, which was moved they, from Arizona. We were getting from was, Arizona, right? Yeah, we weren't getting a good choice. It was Arizona or West Palm. This has been brutal, so. Yeah, here, here we go. Um, Big shout out to all you uh, fucking knuckleheads who are responsible for this, who I still am seeing through social media and on the news having mass gatherings like this just isn't real. And I'm and I'm pissed off that my people are doing it just as much as the white folk, because as much as I want to go and I have said jokingly, yo, white people don't like being told what to do. They're rebellious. They, you know. They just, you know, all that shit. I'm seeing large groups of my people like it's Freaknik, you know, fucking wowing. Shame on you, motherfuckers. You're the reason why we're in this now. Uh, you know, I- I'm not going to blame anybody, but uh, somebody's somebody's making this spike and go up and down all over the country. And it's it's those who want to go hang out with everybody like they used to and not wear a mask. Uh, you got to wear that mask, man. Got to stay six feet away. I- I'm not trying to... Uh, Say that's going to cure it. It's not. 
uh, but I want to stay healthy. Yeah, you can't do both. And I think people are trying to figure out a way to do both. You can't have a mass gathering and we're supposed to social distance. You can't have fun and want to talk and communicate, but then wear a mask. You just can't do both. So, And, you know, people are going to come out and say, well, you guys are doing shows. But when we do these shows, they're at venues that are doing 50% or less capacity. They're taking your temperatures. They're making you wear masks. Uh, There's hand sanitizer all over the place. We're keeping the social distance. We're doing everything we're supposed to. So, um, yes, there's a possibility of any getting at any time. But we're doing the best we can with, with the knowledge that was given to us. <sighs> so what would you do today? Uh, well, we have a hurricane uh, that's outside, uh, that's, that's coming up the coast, the east coast. I think it's a hurricane. Oh, is that right? It was, uh, yeah, because it got enough, I think it got up enough uh, power to be called a hurricane again and went to a tropical storm yesterday and then came back up to a hurricane and was just outside here. We had, uh, I had to go rescue my patio furniture because I thought it was heavy enough to stay on there. And then the winds, because it said 27 mile an hour winds. And mm. I had it kind of laying down. And then I saw it starting to be blown up against the, uh, the patio, uh, the, the, uh, fence around it and i thought this i'm gonna i'm gonna lose this shit so we went outside and we grabbed it and pulled it into the house is that right yeah that's my day so far that's all that's the most exciting thing that's happened so far yeah i went and did a gary owens podcast this morning which will air this thursday um it was good man we did about an hour and a half yeah uh and it was good man you know it's like listen man everybody thinks that just because you're a comedian or an entertainer Everything translates to every form of entertainment and, uh, you know, doing interviews and interacting with people and having chemistry. That's something you can't take for granted, man, because it's not an easy thing to do. But he was good. I thought I was good. We had great conversation. Laughs when it needed to be laughs. We touched on a lot of shit from serious to funny. Uh, I've always respected the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh. Cool dude, man. I, I got my, my my respect level went up a little bit more. Did uh did you guys talk about his show that he had one time? Did that come up at all? Yeah, he mentioned it. Yeah, I just figured you guys because you guys both had TV spots, so you guys would discuss all that. I'm gonna listen to it when when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, no, we 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 got into it, and uh, you know, again, we're all in the same game, so the amount of shit that we both relate to. It's just amazing. I mean, it's it shouldn't be amazing because, you know, if you're in the same hustle, you're going to experience the same things. But this shit gets so brutal sometimes you feel like it's only happening to you. So when you when you hear another story, you go, oh, you too. Yeah, I you know, I haven't got there yet. I haven't got my stories. I haven't I haven't, I haven't been I, I haven't been lifted high enough to be brutalized on the way down. Well, I'll put it to you like this. You're more ballsy than him because he refuses to say the N-word on stage no matter what. So you got that up on him. Did you? Well, <laughs> my, my, you know, I told you this. I haven't done that joke since everything really, you know, since COVID, um, since George Floyd, since all this stuff happened. I haven't done it. And we were talking about it the other day. And I went to listen to that joke so that I could remember it for stage. It's such a good it has nothing to do with that word. I mean, it has everything to do with that word and nothing to do with that word. And it's such a good joke. I mean, I'm disappointed I haven't done it. And uh, we'll see what happens on the road. I'm not trying to disrespect anybody. I'm just trying to do my my life. <coughs> yeah. But he, so he, he, he won't touch it. You guys talked about that? Yeah. He knows yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did he know you have that I was your feature that I was that I ran? I mean, yeah, with? we yeah, we we got into it. We talked about it. We brought it up. Yeah. He didn't have any yeah. he didn't have any advice for the white dude entering the black house? Nah, not at all. Um because you know, like like him, you know, I know that both of y'all know where it's coming from. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's not a it's not a pandered it's not a pandered act. Right. You know, it's authentic. Um, so it was just great to, to dive into that and kind of hear his perspective a little bit more on, uh, on those kinds of things racially. Yeah. I, I'd be interested to hear it. I, I can't wait to hear it, honestly, cause I, I'm interested yeah. in hearing it. Well, it'll be out on Thursday. And that, um, what's the name of his podcast? God damn it. You know what? I got to ask. It's Gary, Owen, Gary Owens podcast though. If you look up Gary, yeah. Owen, you'll find the podcast Thursday, right? It was yeah, and it was interesting. Um, you haven't been to this studio, but where they shoot it is the studio uh, 
that is the new place for fighter and the kid. And it just so happened that before, well, before I tell you that, so I'm on the set of Gary's and he's got these big three large portraits up in the background. One is um, of himself, Larry Bird and Eminem. So the first thing I said jokingly was, yeah, man, I think you're set, Gary. How come you ain't got no brothers on the wall? Allah, <laughs> yeah. do the right thing. Yeah. And he goes, no, no, this is just a homage to all the greatest white guys in their fields. <laughs> so bird Eminem and him. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so it was that, good. That's funny. That's really that's actually really funny. <laughs> yeah. Um and then on my way out I ran into Brandon Schwab and uh dapped him up. Of course you know I wanted to ask, but I didn't. Uh but we can are we are we gonna get into that now or you wanna wait? Uh, do you? I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I just I, and I don't want this to come off at all like it's some Blue wall of silence, cops protecting each other, brotherhood, because we're all comedians. Uh, This ain't really got much to do with comedy as it does. Let's just if there is going to be a due process, let's let that do what it's going to do. I I, I can go with that. I'm just going to say that, you know what? uh, And I've always said this. I believe two people can be in the same situation and come out of it and tell their story in two different ways and believe it. And both of them can believe it. Um, I'm not a big fan of Brian as a, as a person, just from little things that I've been around him with. And I, I just think he's very arrogant, but um, I'm going to leave it at that and say that I just, I don't, I don't feel that that was Brian's character from what I've known, but that's all I know is the Brian. And did you feel that way when we did fighter and the kid? Man, you know, I was disappointed on Fighter and the Kid because, uh, like, he just, you know, he he talked to you. He he ignored me. He didn't even ask. If we, like, I kind of said we we worked together before. He didn't even ask about. It, didn't care about it. Uh, I just felt personally he doesn't. You know, if if it's not for him, he doesn't care. So I don't have like a, a this overwhelming love for Brian. But I've been around him enough that I just felt a certain way about him as as. Uh, as a person, I do feel like he's a little narcissistic, but I didn't see him in that character that he's he's being called out for, and I, I and I don't see it because I've, I I saw I saw situations and it didn't feel like that would ever get to that level. So, but again, two people in a room, who knows what happens? And no matter what happens, there's going to be two different stories when people come out of that room. So it is what it yeah. is. I'm not. Gonna- it is, and, 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 and listen. <clears throat> and and, 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 a, and just to show some empathy, um, yeah, there are two sides to every story, and obviously, because look, man, we got mothers, right? Yeah. We got women in our lives that we care about. So I don't. Again, I don't want this to come off like, like you know, like you're protecting the the group, right? This is comedy comrades sticking together. Like I said, whatever happened, if something happened, happened. And hopefully uh, justice will do its thing. And that's a different conversation after the fact. So to be continued. Yep. Um, speaking of celebrities uh, and, and controversy, uh, Ellen. Yep. What's the deal there? This is the nicest human being on the planet, right? This is supposed to be. The sweetest human being, so much so, I don't know if you remember, but remember as some sort of big marketing campaign, she was the new host, one of the new hosts on American Idol. And this was a big deal. And after that season, she said she didn't want to return because she couldn't stand having to be mean to people. Yeah. Cut to here we are. Yeah, uh, you know, the uh, sexual inappropriate things going on, obviously that wasn't, they didn't blame that on her. They blamed that on her uh, writers and, and some of the producing staff. But then other people came out and said, well, what do you expect from a person <laughs> like Ellen? And it, it was, you know, I, I, it's public, so I don't feel bad. I'm not feeling bad about name names. It was Brad Garrett who said it and uh, who's a comedian. I wish I could do a Brad Garrett impression. That's from... Uh... Uh, everybody loves Raymond, right? You could do Raymond, though. Yelling yeah, I, I, I was on the show, and uh, you know she uh, 
It's kind of toxic. <laughs> so you got to stay away from environments like that. Ma! <laughs> uh, you know, um, I, I don't like to say anything about people that I haven't met, and I haven't met her. I will tell you, though, that someone that I know that met her that uh, is about my, uh, in my comedic um, orbit that, you know, we, we kind of started around the same time, had a, 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 um, had an issue and didn't enjoy working with her. I'll say that. Let me, let me, let me tell you something, man. And we just, I think I just said this on a couple episodes back. And I've always said this and I maintain this. And I'm not saying it has to happen to everybody because as, as after I say what I'm, I'm about to say, the one person who is the anti that you, and you're going to go when I say his name. Yup. Like, I really believe no matter how innocent you are, when you start out in show business, there is an innocence. There is a naivete. There is a childlike enthusiasm that you have and somewhere along the road between starting out and major success, you experience so much shit in this business that you either a, you, 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 you turn into a dark person or you just become, which I guess is kind of almost the same thing. You obtain a certain amount of money, Fame, power, adulation. You, you, you can buy all the material shit. You live in the best homes. Everybody's kissing your ass. You start to believe your own hype. And you start to become a monster in a, in a sense where you just go, I'm the shit. And it changes you. It fucking changes you. you where you once were sweet and nice, you become a little bit of an asshole where you once were patient. You're now impatient where you, you know, you become a king, a queen. I demand, how dare you? Where is my, and it takes a lot to go. What you just said through this intoxicating business and remain humble and remain not an asshole and, and just relatable and sweet hats off to Keanu Reeves. Yeah. He's an A-list, big time blockbuster movie star. And they everything from what I've seen, this nigga travels the subway in New York, rides on his motorcycle, will talk to a bum, have dinner with him. Like he just he's not caught up into his hype. Because he that takes a lot. To stay human. Yes. Yeah. Well, you, and this business. Well, you know, let, let, well, let's name a few good people. Uh, I think that one of the people that I, you know, and some, I don't know who's going to disagree with me on this, but maybe some Russell Peters. Yeah, but yes, but and no, and you know, I love me some Russell. Shout out to Russell. He did our podcast, and Russell's dope. But what? And I and if he were to hear this, I'm not meaning this in an insulting way. Yes, Russell has money. He's rich. He's successful. He can sell out certain stadiums all over the world. But by Hollywood standards. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're Will saying. Will Smith type shit. Yeah, I know what you're Kevin saying. Kevin Hart type shit. But but with someone, and, and this is why I give Russell the credit that I'm going to give him right now. All that you just said, the money he's made in this business because he's successful, because he can sell out stadiums, because he sells out all over the country, and never really given his due in the Hollywood stuff. And it doesn't, he doesn't let that make him uh, a different kind of person. But what if he did? That's my, that's, that's what I'm my saying. Point. That's my point with you too, is that it's so hard that we can name a couple of people. Like, dude, I'm going to tell you something. And let's be honest. <clears throat> unless you were, unless you were a diehard comedian fan where you soap, you soak up comedy, eat, sleep, breathe, think, you watch comedy. If Russell Peters walked down the street in New York, how many people do you think would know who he is? New York's a little different, but I, I think it might, I, anywhere. I think it anywhere might, except India, nigga. Yeah, I think he'd be a tough person to recognize. Okay, versus a uh, nigga that is Will Smith. 
that is Leonardo no, DiCaprio. No, I, I, Even I, Ellen DeGeneres. Yes. yes. So that's what I'm saying. Like when you, when your whole day from beginning to night, from the time you wake up till you leave your house, Ellen, 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 oh, Ellen. I, I got to believe at some point that does something to you. Yeah. You know, and I don't. The, the reason I have a hard time, though, saying something about someone I don't know is that uh, also when I first started, I, I, I worked with someone who's famous, been in movies, uh, comedian, st- has a good comedic resume, but is more known probably for his acting. He's been in a lot of films. Uh, I'm not going to call him an A-lister, but he's that under he's 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 worked in a lot of A movies. Uh and I was told, oh, man, he, you know, be careful around him. He's, he's an ass. He's that. I had the best time with him. And when I told him the people told me he was an ass, <laughs> he was like, are you kidding? Like, I don't know that people know. And I can't say that for I, I don't know what the situation is with other people. I just think that you have to you have to interact with people to understand who they are. And we don't know what happened in the interactions between Brad Garrett and Ellen. Maybe they have something mutually that they hate about each other. I don't know. Right. So Listen. it's hard for me to even talk about this shit. I was watching, I was going, I was perusing through Netflix yesterday. And, and listen, let me just say comedically, you know, Ellen ain't my cup of tea at all, nigga. <laughs> like she, if, if she were, if her comedy were a drink, it would be chamomile tea, nigga. And I am straight, nigga, vodka with two squirts of Sprite. That being said, Matter of fact, the, 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 the special is called Relatable. And she does this thing where she says something about, uh, yeah, I told a friend of mine I was going to get back into stand-up after all these years. And they were like, oh, really? Okay. Uh, and I, she was like, that's your response? I was expecting more of a, oh, really? And then she says something, she does some joke about getting on an airplane and going back to seat 10B. And I know it's a joke. But she goes, and by the way, like I've ever been back that far. <laughs> like, I know it's a joke, but you get what I, it didn't feel. I know it's a joke, but it didn't feel like it was a joke, even though it was a joke. You know, you, that's the greatest thing about uh, comedy is I don't think that you can really hide your true feelings unless you're doing a character. You know what I mean? Right. It's going to come right. out on stage. You can't hide if you're uh, if you're an arrogant. Right. If you're arrogant and you're being yourself on stage, that arrogance is going to come out. You can't hide it. Uh, if right. you're playing a character, well, you can maybe patch that up with the character. But, yeah, I, I think who you are comes out very easily. Um, again, who knows? I, 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 I hope that I get to a place in my life that uh, in this business that Ellen can be mean to me. Yeah, listen, man. Listen. Again, the image we had always seen of Michael Jordan was squeaky clean. Yeah. We know from Last Dance, that's the image. Right. What I love about guys like Mike Tyson and Dennis Rodman, that's who they are. There's no, this is my image for the cameras, and this is who I really, mm-mm. Them two motherfuckers wore their personalities on their sleeves around people that they had was necessary for them to be around period but whether you, you were necessary or not that's who they were but you know some of the things that are different in that when we talk when and listen i'm gonna i'm gonna be on michael's dick again here when i say it this way but when you're obviously the best and we, we can have the debate right now with everybody if they want to about who's the best right now. I'm talking about that moment in time. He was the best. There was no denying it. Everybody on the court knew it. It would be disingenuous of you to try not to be, to hold yourself in that regard. It wouldn't be, po- you, you would be a bigger asshole if you acted like, oh, well, you know, I, I have good games. You have good games. We all have good games. No, God gave you those tickets. That's. Yeah, but as quickly as he said that, he went kidding. Yeah, kidding. Well, because that because was because I was over the top. But so, so shit. So is bitch, ho, woo, wee, fathead, motherfucker. But he's aware of yeah. the brand. Yeah, yeah, business, the brand. Yeah, you know, and, and and not to get off on that because 
we've already touched that a million times. I'm just saying, you know, I, that's why it's like I always said with that one joke of mine. I got Michael Jordan dreams with Dennis Rodman habits. Who you see in interviews, that's me, nigga. Who you hear on this podcast, that's me. There's no my brand. There's no I'm trying to like Mike. If I could be like, that's who I am, front and center. Yeah. So you can decide right then and there. Do I, I either like this nigga or I don't? That, and that's fair. I think that's more fair. Um, but speaking of Mike and being all on Mike, we're going to talk yes. about Mike. Always, baby. Talk, well, you go ahead and lead in with that one. What did he just give away? Was it two million dollars? Two and a half, I think, million. To a to to Black Lives Matter cause. Causes, yeah. Um, I, you know, it's, it's man. He just trying to, he just trying to show that he just care about black people now. <laughs> he got all that white people money, and now he's just gonna black. <laughs> bravo, nigga. I'm fine with that. I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah, bravo. Uh, I better late than never. Listen, if he never ever did anything ever. And stuck to them guns, it'd be hard for me to keep supporting them because I love the dude so much. But every time somebody bring up, well, he ain't never, I'd have to go, ah, you're right. Nah, I see, I, I, I never saw him that way. I saw him as someone who got the door open and, and left it open. Yeah. But besides that, he's following up with his word. He's following up with that $100 million. Is it, yeah, $100 million that he promised to give out. And he's starting to dole out the money. The juice is coming. And see, and, and that's what I mean, not to put a price on it, by that level of fame. When you can do 100 mil and go, hey, no big deal. At the end of the day, I don't know what the final numbers are in Russell Peters' bank account. But he ain't giving away 100 mil, nigga. No, I mean, it is different. I was saying about personality types. When people don't change their personality, depending on what they've been, what, what, what they... How, how they've been graced. Dude, I want to believe so much that when I get there, I'm never going to change. And I really don't believe I will, only because I know how much I can't stand that side of it. And I know what, where that comes from. But I get so blown away by the fact that these people switch up. I'm just going, not that I would change, but I want to know how much of that does it take for you to finally lose yourself. How, well, how many yachts? How many private planes? What is it that makes you just go one day, yeah, man, my doo-doo smell like potpourri? When enough people tell you that your doo-doo smells like potpourri and you stop denying it to yourself. You know, oh, there's, man. You know when, when the 100,000 when, when person tells you your doo-doo smells like potpourri, you might stop and go, you know what? I think it does. I don't leave the bathroom after I take a shit. I sit in there for a while. It smells good. And then you start telling other people, you should go smell my shit. It smells good. I think that's what happens to people. I think it does. You don't think that happens to people, though? You don't think you bought your stuff? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. That's why I can't say with a certain amount of, you know, certainty. I know what it is because I don't know. But goddamn, I'm watching motherfuckers trip out a part of me wants to know what causes that i don't know there's this there's a story about uh, uh kevin kevin what's his name the 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 case why why does this happen to me every time i want to pull up someone's name uh Ke- the guy who let me try to come up with a movie Waterworld was the worst movie kevin costner yeah kevin costner there we go kevin costner uh <laughs> When he was when he was really like he was that that dude, and he was hitting all those dollars, and everybody was paying him to be in all this. He bought a plane, and I think people need this second part in their life. He bought a plane, uh, and his, and his wife made him return it because in his contract he was allowed the private jet for whatever you know whatever he who he was working for Universal whatever he he could use the private jet whenever. Right. And she said, "Why would you spend X millions of dollars for this private plane?" when it's in your contract that you can be taken anywhere that you need to go in the world. And so she, she made him return it. Now he did divorce her later and started dating a younger woman. So 
that maybe said something about that too. But uh, I think you need people in your life that aren't, and this is where I think it, it might come in. When you have your your real people in your life that are going to tell you the truth, because as, as as you move through this business, I think you you get a lot of yes people and yes men that make you feel like whatever you're saying is right, and they laugh at you when you're inappropriate, and then before you know it, you're just that's who you are. <clears throat> I think you need strong people around you to to keep you held down. Um. Oh, are we got, since we're I feel like we're doing kind of entertainment news. I read this. Yeah. I read this today, and I know that you're friends with her. So I was just gonna, did you hear that Tiffany Haddish was uh, being quarantined right now, together with Common? They're dating, and they're they're quarantined together. But they got COVID. No, no, they're just they're just living together through this uh, epidemic. Through they're staying together because they were they're together. So it can, works both ways, man. New new fame bring new dick. Well, you got well. I just know you know Tiffany, and I just thought that was kind of cool. She's dating common. Yeah, that's kind of old news, though. It, well, uh, yeah, but we had, it was confirmed that they're 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 doing the 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 thing together. The whatever I just said, the the quarantining together. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, Shit. I I really yeah. liked, I really like Tiffany, so good for her. <laughs> um, so we got two big pieces of meat on the bone. Which one are you going to do first? We got the Mike Vick. And then we got the the mafia. Uh, let's do Mike Vick first. Okay. Uh, just so y'all know, I know this is a little bit of old news, but I finally got a chance to, through my ESPN Plus, see, and you know, I love all those 30 for 30s, to see the Mike Vick two-part 30 for 30. Um, man, it was good shit, man. It was really good. Good shit. It was really good. And it's really... Uh... It's really eye-opening, especially right now. I thought it was really good. Right. When you say eye-opening, especially for right now, are you talking about for the obvious reasons? Yep. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, no, no, I want you to start it because you, you're the one who got me to go watch. You, you told me, go watch this. I think this is going to be important. And, and it was. Yeah, no, I just, I just, and I actually found myself really like seriously physically applauding uh, his redemption because this is a dude who came from nothing Signed a hundred thirty million dollar contract, went to jail, lost it all. Let's be honest, pissed white folks off to the most powerful degree, hurting dogs, uh, and then got it all back. Like that part where he was talking about, uh, you know, me and my girl were laying on the bed and we had negative, we had our accounts were negative a thousand. I had two hundred and fifty dollars in my pocket, which wasn't even mine. To sign in with the Eagles, he eventually became a journeyman, but nonetheless, uh, got another hundred million dollar contract or whatever it was, and that's man. I, how could you not applaud that? Um, I think it's amazing because the whole story is amazing from top to bottom. It's amazing, and it's about being who you are and being genuine to yourself, even even in the in the worst circumstances. Because you're talking about when he could have filed bankruptcy and just told everybody, "No, you can't." You know that money was gone. Sorry. And right. he, he even kept that money on the books and he paid everybody back. I mean, this is a dude who just, who his character was the most, was important to him. His character is important to him. Um, and how he, how he looks at himself, not how anybody else is looking at him, how he looks at himself. And that, that that's pretty amazing. I, I thought, I thought it was really amazing. I'm going to tell, I'm going to jump right into the dog thing though, since, uh, since, you know, that's where everybody's going to come in at this. And that's where the, the story gets it's because uh, it's a two-parter and that's kind of where you start going into the, the second part. I, I, you know, obviously we've talked about this. I'm Mexican and Jewish. I grew up in a Mexican household though in Tucson. And, uh, I didn't like when this came out and I know, Everybody loves their dogs. And I know that you're not supposed to be mean and cruel to animals. And I get that. But the cultural part, they kind of, I didn't, I, I, they brought it up a couple times in it, but they kind of let, let it go. They just said, it, it, you know, you can't discount it's uh, the, the cultural aspect of this. And they brought it up what, like two or three times in the, in, in it. Right. Dude, I grew up as a little kid. I understood it. I, I didn't agree with it. I was disappointed that someone at his level would still do that. I get that, but I get the do the dog thing. That 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 and when 
And when I saw those little dogs and they were getting trying to get him to fight, and there was that one little that little dude that just wouldn't fight. And then I saw that, right. that dog away. That really got me, you know. And I was like, how oh, that really does suck. And I and you know you get upset with that. But then when they were also talking about cockfighting, man, like that was known where I when I was growing up as a kid, they knew that I, I didn't look at it as this horrible like because we grew up with. Right. Here's what I didn't get, whether it's cockfighting or dogfighting. What region is that known for? Like, is that a southern thing, a Midwestern thing? Because he came up in, in Virginia and that's considered the Midwest, is it not? Uh, not that part where he's at. I don't think that it's Midwest. Uh, but what is that regional to? Well, I don't know. I, I know in... in I'm not going to say I don't know about all Hispanics. I'm just going to go in, in Mexican neighborhoods. Cockfighting was known. We we knew of cockfighting. I knew of places that people did it. The dog stuff, that was a little bit, that was like, I that was going away when I was a little kid. But the cockfighting was still, everybody was doing it. So to me, you know, it was hard for me when I saw what was going on with them and, I, and everybody was coming after them. And I know when you say white people, and it's hard for me because, I, I do see myself in that whole swimming in the path with awe. And I didn't, yes, the PETA people, uh, the, 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 the Humane Society people, all those people, yeah, they came at them really hard, and that is mainly white. But, you know, I also grew up with football fans, and they were Mike Vick. Uh, they're white people that were football fans and were Mike Vick all the way, and didn't, I didn't feel that same way that that show said it. So sometimes I miss when I see that because I didn't know it was that uh, the hatred was that bad. And then when I heard he got 23 months on that show, I didn't realize it was 23 months. But what was really even worse than the 23 months, it should have been zero to six months, possibly probation. And then the judge throws him uh, the 23 months. Man, and I looked at Tara and I goes, "That's, that's some shit right there, 23 months. And she goes, yeah. And I go, why is that? And she even said, because he's black. Because he's black, famous, and has money. The, the Jesus federal, Christ, the federal government, why would the federal government, after the regular prosecution didn't, didn't want to prosecute it, because they knew that that was going on in, their cult, in the culture of that area. Clean that up? Yes. Uh, the two guys were really running it. If they wanted to go after them, yes, but they wanted Mike Vick. They wanted the big prize. And that's why the federal government got involved, unburied the dogs, found the dogs, buried, reburied the dogs. And then when that person came, uh, that scientist, forensic scientist, said they could prove it. I would have liked to have seen that. That's, that's a lot going on. I, and I, I listen, I know there's people that love dogs and they're going to say, you know, uh, yeah, but 23 months of your life you can say that is despicable as much as you love dogs, that that was a, that, that, that he deserved more than that. But there's people who don't go to jail for killing people for 23 months. Yeah, I, I almost wonder if this had happened now in the climate of black lives matter. Cause you know, back then, you know, that wasn't going on. I mean, yeah, black people were still being yeah. fucked with and killed, but there wasn't social media presence. It wasn't this like momentum. Like there is now. It's momentum. So I'm just wondering, if that happened now, black people would be up in arms about, oh, so 23 years for killing a dog, but Breonna Taylor's killers months, yeah. but Breonna Taylor's killers are still alive. Would that have changed things? Well, yeah, I think it changes things, and I think it changes the way the judge is going to dole out some uh, arbitrary punishment. Yeah, it was in the realm, that 23 months was in the realm of what they could uh, convict him for. But everybody, when he went there, and zero to six months was what, it, it, they didn't say it, but I, I'm assuming from the way it sounded, like that was probably the agreement that the prosecutor was good with, would have put in the notes to go to the judge that would have said, Anything between zero and six months, we, we, you know, as the people accept. And then the judge goes and throws basically a two-year sentence, and he serves the whole thing. 
No get right. out. No get out. No early release. No uh, like a, a month off each year. No. <laughs> he serves the whole thing, and to come back and not be bitter. And I'm not saying he's not bitter. The show didn't give him. Didn't give me the sense that he was bitter. Right. Uh, that he used that to improve his life. And that he now works with the uh, Humane Society. He doesn't work with PETA, though. I didn't see PETA in there. PETA really went, is the one that went after him hard. Uh, right. But he works with the Humane Society. I, I, I'm, I'm impre- I was never more impressed by a person. Like, I, obviously, I've met people that I've been impressed by the character. But I was pretty impressive for someone I don't know. I was really impressed by him. Yeah, and, I, and I'm going to tell you, man... Um, you know, just like you said, there should be people in your life who tell you the truth. There should be people in black people's lives who can tell you, stop. Like, I, you know, this thing where he wanted to support everybody in the family. Yeah, I got some notes on this, too. Go ahead. E- even, the, even the friend who, you know, I always say, yeah, my two best friends, man, Ivan and Ish, who I've known both since fourth and fifth grade. I'm so happy I'm in a place in my life where I don't give a fuck about that kind of pressure. Take care of you. Why? Because you my fourth cousin? Nigga, beat it. Well, I need some Popeye's money. <laughs> but, but nigga, beat it. But you want to, you know, I understand the fact that you also want to be around people that you feel comfortable with because you're going into a whole new area. But this is this is where we this is where black and white issues really come in and this is why it would be great to have more black coaches in the NFL because when uh, the coach asked him who I forgot who his coach was said to him uh, you need to watch who you're hanging around with how white does that sound to a black person when a white authority is saying you need to watch out who you're hanging around with you know what to me it, not at all because that applies to people no matter what color you are. That's a money thing. Yeah, but you're not looking at it that way. When you're youthful and you're young, you're looking at it like, oh, the guys I've hung out with my whole life aren't good enough anymore. These aren't the right people, the people that got me through all this? I don't know, man. I don't know. And, and I think part of that, to be honest with you, and this is, this is maybe the, as I say jokingly on stage, Hey, white person, the difference between me and this nigga is I'm a Huxtable. That's good times. Right. This might be my Huxtable upbringing. I think that falls a little bit on your education, it, it may, how you were raised. Maybe. Because if, you're, if your mother or your father raises you properly, again, that's not a color thing. That's a, hey, man, with the, when the motherfucking grass is cut, you can see the snakes. And, 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 and money cuts the grass. Yeah. But... What if there was more black coaches and it was a black coach saying that to him? Do you think it would? Do you think it could be interpreted different, even if you were uh, good times and not the Huxtables? If a black coach says the same thing, yeah, I don't see again where there's a difference. Because a lot of times I hear from uh, from from a- athletes and other things that I've seen, other uh, I'm not going to say thirty for thirties, but other uh, documentaries where you know, the white dude is saying something to you and you are taking it that that's him and his cultural idea of who you are, not who I am. And that these people are good. That my people are fine. And why don't you ever, but you know, one of the differences is, and I'm going to say this and I'm going to say this in a racial way. When we talk about, uh, you, you brought up about him paying for everybody that comes in his entourage. And then they call it, uh, right. what did they call it? First it was entourage and then a posse. Right? Posse. Yeah. yeah. And white people have the same thing, but the difference is, and this is the biggest difference, white people don't, uh, white people pay their posse not to be with them, but to protect them. They pay their accountants, they pay their lawyers, they pay their publicists, they pay, that's their posse. Okay, I, that's what you mean in terms of protection. Yeah. Because trust me, them niggas will protect Mike Vic too. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand. Just that. not in the way you're talking about. Right. Right. They're paying for they're paying for work. They're not paying to be to hang out with people. I do want to say the judge that gave him twenty three months is Judge Henry Hudson. I wrote that down because I was like, I, I just couldn't believe that. And I also wanted to put out this because I just want to get these notes out of the way. Uh, you saw Tony Dungy in there, right? 
Yeah. Didn't he look like Frozone from uh, the Incredible? The Incredible. <laughs> yeah. it, wrong, wrong complexion, but yeah, the but, bo- the bone structure. Yeah. Yeah. Really, I thought. Yeah. Um. Uh, I wrote something. I, I thought. I thought it was interesting, and and this is why you know, it really shows the value of people who can relate to you from personal experience. If Andy Reid's sons hadn't been in trouble, right. would he give them the second chance? No, not at all. Because it's it's his job that's on the line. And Andy Reid wasn't just concerned about his job. He was concerned about humans because he saw his, he saw his kids in Mike Vick. And he saw Mike his kids in Mike Vick and Mike Vick and his kids. He saw them as, this, as humans, the, the same kind of human. That needed right. that opportunity. But without that, you're trying to protect your job. And what if I bring him in here? And what if there is a shooting at the club on his birthday? Damn, I really thought he was going to be done after that. Yeah, you know, and that that's the that's the other one. That's his, you know, and he, his, he was, finally wised up and got that nigga from around him, though. Yeah, but you know what? That, that and that dude never was apologetic. He wasn't apologetic for me. He still believes. You know, and that was one of the strangest things when I was watching it. To when he was when they're talking about we had it all, we were this, we were. It was it was we. There wasn't you know I, I could have. How, how do you, how, how do you as a man feel okay with saying that? It was weird because he really didn't distinguish that his Mike Vick's wallet from his own wallet, and, and that's crazy. It, it really was weird, and but. You saw that in him. He, he was unapologetic. He goes, we had, and then you, you felt like, like we lost it. And, and the we was, I guess the we was their, their togetherness. And when they weren't together anymore, that's when he lost it. He didn't have it anymore because the, 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 the band was broken up, I guess. I, 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 that person is really, uh, he's, he's lost now. That's crazy, dude. I, I'm telling you, as a, as a man, to know that you are sucking on another man's teeth financially and you can't stand up on your own. That's crazy, man. Yep. And didn't, didn't him and the other dude basically throw him under the, under the bus? Well, that's what he says is he didn't throw him under the, the deals was already made, but yeah, there could have been a different way to go about that. I, I think that the, I think that they could have stayed together and said, nah, it wasn't, it was us. It wasn't Vic. We took advantage of his house. We took advantage of his money. He he wasn't in on the on the dog fighting part. He was in on the kennel. We we were ra- breeding dogs, but he wasn't. In. He they could have. I think they could have stayed with that. I don't know. I, I don't know uh, from what it sounded like they could have. Uh, but but Mike doesn't even. He didn't even hold that grudge. He didn't. He didn't hold that grudge at all. He was. You know. That's where the the situation they were in, and they all did their time. But he got the worst. He got the he got the most time. Uh, which is still the guy who had the least to do with it other than he, but he was, he was, like I said, he's the biggest prize. He's the famous one. He's the one with the money, 18 months, 21 months. And then Mike Vick got 23 months. He got the most out of it all. Damn. And that's because his other dude was, was dealing weed out of his house. And, and I got to say, man, for a motherfucker with $130 million, that house didn't even look that great. Yeah. But when you, that looked like some shit you could see in certain parts of South Central LA. Yeah, I, what I don't understand is, I know that when you uh, when you're drafted before you're drafted, they do an FBI uh, background check on you. anybody who's anybody who's looking at bringing you in to their uh, to their team, whether it's the NBA or the NFL or base whatever, they do an FBI. They have they have they do an FBI search. Some people are followed. Some people are checked out. They do everything because they want to know who's coming in. How they had to know. I don't understand how they didn't know this was going on. How maybe this was a different time. I don't know. But I just know that, nah, it had to be because I, when I was at the U of A, we had, uh, I had friends that went to play in the NBA. And I know they all got their background checks. And I knew that they all had uh, things got said and, and, you know, that they were, you know, they're, they're called in. They're called in. And when you, when you go interview with the team, they go over all that stuff with you. And not that he had it this time, but when you're coming up for a new contract or when you're under contract, people are still checking on you. 
I, I don't understand how that all went how that all went down without the team knowing about it. Right. And uh, you get to give a shout out to Ti too for sending Vic seventy five k to get him through it. Wait, say that again. Ti sent him seventy five k. Did you hear that part in there? No. Ti when he when he came back and he only had two hundred fifty dollars in his pocket and he was negative a thousand dollars. Ti called him. You didn't miss this part. Ti called. Yeah, him. Yeah, I think I did. Ti calls him and says, "You you good? You everything okay?" And he said, "Yeah, you know, I'm good." And he he said like he wanted you know he wanted didn't ever want to sell it like he's not doing all right and then. He, then they said, uh, he said, no, man, come on, really. Are you all right? Is everything good? And he said, yeah, well, you know, I could use. And I guess he said, uh, I think he said he needed like 20000 or something like that. And he got, uh, and then T.I. said something like thirty or whatever. And then he ended up getting 75000 And I'm going to send it to you expeditiously. How about that, man? Yeah, man, that's good, man. That's, that's, that's good. Them the type of dudes you should have on your team. Well, I'm gonna you you want to and I want I want to say this because that's uh and I'm not trying to make this all racial, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a little I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a different story though. But but before you do, that's kind of what I loved about the the thirty for thirty, and they hinted on that. It's like this wasn't this wasn't just about football. It was about football. It was about race. It's about politics. It was about all of that shit. It is. But I loved it. Like when I go back to saying that Ti sent, and it was seventy five thousand. So that's 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 quite a bit of money. But there's a story that. Uh, so Larry David talks about this time when Richard Lewis came to him after Larry David had, um, you know, basically made almost like a billion dollars from Seinfeld when they went into the syndication. And uh, Richard Lewis went through rehab, and he was broke. He was uh, absolutely no money, and uh, went to Larry David and asked him if he could borrow a million dollars. What? Yeah. And uh, Larry David went back to his family and um, he had a discussion because it's, you know, it feels like it's all relevant that they have a conversation about it. And ultimately, Larry David told Richard Lewis no, <laughs> that he couldn't get a million dollars. And Richard was disappointed. But then uh, he, but he, what he did promise him was uh, a, a role basically in Curb Your Enthusiasm to where. It has made his career uh, very well. It's done very well for his career, and he's made way more than a million dollars because of uh, comedy and being on the show. So it worked out for him. I just thought it was really funny that T.I. isn't like his one of his best I don't know if it's his best friend. I don't think it was. It never, it never was like that in the show. And calls up and asks someone that obviously you're friendly with or friends of somewhat friends and just go, man, you okay? What, you know, you, you need this. Okay. I'm going to send you this. And, uh, the other response is, uh, no, but I'm going to give you a job. So this, this is the, this is the, this, the importance of why you have to have the right Caucasians in your life. I'm not going to give you a million dollars, but I will give you some stocks. <laughs> That will, in the long run, be way, way worth more than a million dollars. Because if I give you a million dollars after taxes, I really gave you five hundred thousand. Yeah, well, and then with all you got to go through expenses or whatever to help get you out the hole, now you have even less. But I'm gonna give you a job on a television show, which work begets work, and it's a popular show. And by the time your run is over. You will have made more than that. Yeah. I love it, boy. It's, you know, it's, it's just different thoughts. But I, I, like good people who care about you is the, is the point. Good people who care when about you. When the fuck are you going to pay off, nigga, for me? <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, I'm looking at you asking the same question. Shit. <laughs> uh, is it time to make them an off? Well, before we get there, um... So I guess Rush Limbaugh gradually became a heated racist because you could get hints of it back when he was. Remember when they showed the clip of yeah, him yeah. talking about Donovan McNabb? Yeah. First of all, I never knew he was a sports commentator. Yeah, he, ever. Did, he did sports in Kansas City. I thought I thought he called baseball at some at one point. Right. And if I recall correctly, he was trying to walk the line of I'm not racist, but I want to be honest about black quarterbacks. And that's when you started to see a little bit of, oh, you feel like that? 
to where he is now. Yeah. I, I did like the way, though, that they, uh, when as soon as he started talking, they tied in Jimmy the Greek. Oh, I love that clip. When the, when the, when the black, when they, when they put the black buck with this big black female, that's how they get the bigger thighs. <laughs> okay. Everything being said, I mean, we, we talked about this before. Could, how, how would you, how would that get said today? How, if Jimmy the Greek was on TV, could it get said? I have to allude to Patrice and Opie and Anthony. They did a great bit on their radio show where they tried to do that and tried to see how you would say that without saying the things that could get you fired. And at the moment you said something inappropriate, eh, they rang a buzzer. And it was it was a really funny bit just trying to sell it. Uh Without getting fired, but and I guess the reason I say that too is Jimmy the Greek. There was no ill will towards anything that he was saying when he was saying it. Do you know? Well, the feeling you got was he really wasn't trying to come from a racial point, right? He he just thought his point was valid and honest. Yeah, it's hard to dance that dance. It it, it really is, but, but um, oh, fuck. One of the guys from uh. Uh, ESPN. I forgot who said it. Anyway, he was talking about how, like, about being loved on the field for being, you know, like six four or six seven, and being, you know, three hundred fifty pounds, and you're this bit, and you're on the field, and you're killing, you know, you're taking people out, and they love you until you, they see you at the bank, and now you're six seven, three hundred fifty pounds. You're, you're this that that. Now you're not on the field. Now they're just scared of you. Right. So I, I Jimmy the Greek, I, I wish I wish there was characters that could 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 be honest but travel this lane in a way that we uh that they could be there. <laughs> right. I, and I'm it, it, because we're uh, now when you watch TV, everybody, well, I shouldn't say everybody, white people are just on edge about everything they're saying. Everything, yeah, to the point where they're taking some out of the some of the fun out of life. Well, and, and it's, it's being overdone, and it sounds contrived, and it sounds like a lie. It doesn't right. sound like this is who they are, what they believe. I, I'm I, not that I want people to be. If you're racist, well, you know what? Maybe, maybe I am saying that. I mean, because that's what uh, Chappelle said. If you if you have a racist thought and you make it funny, be racist. I mean, say what's the thing that's in your head. Uh, make it something. I, I just think now it's going to be so controlled and so contrived that you're not going to get anything. I think that's what, one of the reasons people, well, okay, like Rush Limbaugh. This is the other side of it. I don't know who he is as a person. I really don't, but I know he ran towards racist money. He's, he's made a career. Like, he's, he's solid. He's, never, he's not having any financial worries. He has a fan base. He is uh, going to be carried. He ran to what paid him. Yeah, he found a way to capitalize on who he really was. Who? Yeah, that's the the better way of saying it. Well, there it is, y'all. Yep, guys. Unfortunately, we're only doing the one episode this week because we're still on quarantine. Uh, this epidemic isn't leaving us anytime soon. But we'll be back next week in because uh, we'll be in Helium, Aries, Helium, St. Louis. This weekend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Thursday through Sunday. And then what we will do is uh, come out with a new episode, obviously, that Wednesday and uh, some emails that Thursday. So we'll be back to double fisting you. Uh, and to the, all the new listeners, Hits 101, you guys should get reacquainted with the older episodes. So whatever your streaming platform is, be it Apple, Google Play, Amazon, Spotify, Anchor, or as always, hit me up in the DMs on my Instagram and uh, I will send you all the appropriate links. That way you could uh, get familiar with the show, the evolution of the show, and all the callbacks and jokes will make sense to you. Yeah. Also, if you're in St. Louis, come on out. We're going to be there, like you said, Thursday through uh, Sunday. And uh, also, please, uh, if you want to email us, uh, any of our new listeners on Hits 101, you don't know that, but you can get our email address right now. I'm, um, Andy Com- well, Andy Comedy on is my social media, but funnyhappens at gmail.com is my email if you want to send me anything. And Aries, you are? 
Aries Spears 45 at Hotmail. So any comments, questions, concerns, whatever, hit us up. All right. I think that's it. All right, brother. All right. I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you Thursday. Yep. All right. Bye. Can you feel it, baby?